What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. For each and every single one of you who tuned into this podcast, thank y'all for watching. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Appreciate y'all checking this thing out. I'm going to do a quick portfolio update of my M1 Finance account and my Robinhood portfolio account and just show you how it's been because I didn't do one last week and I'm just going to update you and show y'all what it's looking like so far. I have made a few changes this week or not this week, but I've made a few changes leading up into this week. Uh, If you've seen my portfolio before, you've probably already noticed it as far as my Robinhood portfolio. By the way, if you click the link down in the description below or in the show notes, you can get yourself a free stock if you sign up for Robinhood. And if you click the link for M1 Finance, you can get $10 towards your first portfolio. And the good thing about M1 Finance is they have uh, fractional shares. You hear me talk about it a lot where you can buy shares for less for about a dollar a pop. So you can start investing with as minimal do- as minimal money as you have. And it's a lot more simplified. And we'll talk about that when we go into it. But anyway, we'll start off with Robinhood. Uh, the last time I did an update to this portfolio or showed y'all I talked about this portfolio, I showed y'all this dividend tracking that I have going on. The cool thing about it this time around is if you notice something, my div- annual dividend has grown. This is the good news about when you do dollar cost averaging, when you continually put money into your investments, your annual income that you can make out of the dividends is going to continue growing and your portfolio is going to continue growing because you're consistently adding more money in there and you're consistently buying more shares. But the main thing you will notice in my portfolio is Disney is gone. I sold Disney, uh, not because they cut their dividends or anything like that, or because I don't believe in the company. When we go back into my M1 finance, you'll notice that it's still in there. But for my Robinhood portfolio, I wanted to focus a whole lot more. You've heard me talk about it a lot. ETFs, ETFs, ETFs. And I wanted to start being focused on actually putting word into practice, you know, Uh, being more considerate, being more focused on what I'm trying to do with the portfolio. So for this uh, Robinhood portfolio, it's going to be heavily focused on uh, increasing my weight in my ETFs that I have, and that's SCHD for anybody that's listening. SCHD is a dividend that, or not dividend, it's an ETF that follows the Dow Jones index, and I like it. It's a very good ETF. I've been able to buy it at cheaper prices. Whenever the market is fluctuating and doing this thing, I don't really care. I'm just going to continue buying it consistently. And it's been doing really good for me uh, overall. Well, I won't say doing really good. It's just been following the market as the market does. So, so does it, which is the good thing. Like, although I may not beat the market, but I'm going to perform just as well as the market, which is good news. Uh, the other one that I have is DGRO. That one is more focused on growth stocks. So actually it says 2.7 dividend yield on it which isn't that great but however for me that's fine because the companies that it exposes me to within this etf is for growth purposes which is what i wanted an etf that's focused on growth and then as far as shd that's literally focused on dividend equity it has a dividend yield of about four percent which is yeah it's 3.67 which is what you're aiming for you want your goal whenever you make whenever you're trying to make dividend yields, the goal is about to get a return of about 4% to be getting paid dividends in 4% of the stocks that you hold. So that's all good and that's all dandy. But 
the main thing that I did was I shifted myself out of a lot of positions that I have. So let's go into history. And when I say positions, it just means like I changed what I had in my portfolio. It means I either sold out of something and reinvested into something else. So for me with this Robinhood portfolio, what I did was I created a lot of limit sales. And if you guys paid any attention to the stock market this last week or last week, you will see that it was all over the place. One day it dropped like 10%, another day it went up like 15%. It was just all over the place, which is why you can't be emotional when it comes to the stock market, you will lose money. That's why I use a lot of limit buy and limit sell orders nowadays. And I did a limit sell order on Disney a while back and I said, and the thing was like, I was trying to get out of my Disney position so that I can focus on all my single stock investments to be on M1 because I can manage it better on M1 versus on Robinhood. So what I did was I set a limit set sell order and I said, if Disney gets to, I bought it when I bought it, it was, a, I bought it at $107. And I said, if Disney gets back up to $108, I'm okay with it, sell it off. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna keep holding it until it gets to that position. And if it gets to $108, sell it so I can use that money and put it into ETFs. And Disney did get into that position. Disney got all the way to 108. It sold out. I was sad. But the thing is like, this removes my emotion because one of the things that kept on holding me back was like, I love Disney. I don't want to sell Disney. I was so emotionally invested in Disney that I was just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not selling out of it. I'm going to keep holding it. I'm going to keep holding it. Because as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a long-term investor, which means I want to buy and hold. I want to buy and hold. That's why you have to use certain robotic things around you, set up certain robotic decision-making around you so that you don't influence and mess yourself up. You have to be a robot when it comes to doing these things. And so that's what the limit sell and the limit buy does for you. The limit sell sets up a, a range and says, hey, if this thing gets to this high price, sell this thing immediately. And that's what happened with Disney. So I got $108 back and I put those $108, part of it, Part of it into SCHD, which I told I just talked about a little bit ago, and some of it into DGRO. Another thing that I'm starting to look at doing is possibly adding some bonds into my account or into my portfolio just as a hedge. I'm still learning a bit about bonds, but as you can see on the screen right here, if you're not watching on the screen, there's a bond that I have on here. It's a intermediate term bond. I didn't buy it yet, but I'm thinking about buying it, buying that ETF to be, to have a hedge in my account so that because bonds don't fluctuate as much as stocks and it's always a good idea to have some bonds in your portfolio. But in the future, we'll talk about how a portfolio should look, but we won't do that right now. But anyway, for right now, I decided not to do that, but what I did was I sold out of Disney, and the other thing that I did was I also sold out of Comcast. I did a limit sell order on Comcast. I said it, I think I bought it at $34 or something like that, and I was holding it because Comcast, I believe Comcast is a pretty decent company to hold, even though I hate, I hate Comcast itself because they do a lot of stupid stuff. However, Comcast has a monopoly in whatever area that it serves internet and all these other things. And internet is becoming one of those utilities that you can't do without in this day and age. So with that being said, it means Comcast is always going to be a company that's going to be around. And so, and it also has a really good balance sheet. So I was holding on to it and I thought that I'm just going to keep holding on to it. However, like I said, I'm trying to focus this portfolio on ETFs. And so I set a limit order to sell Comcast. If it hits $35, $35 I'm out of there. 
let it sell and that's what happened it sold and so Comcast is gone and so that's okay the other one that I also sold out of was Square and the main reason I sold out of Square is again it's the same every single one of these is not that any of these companies I don't believe in because I believe all these companies have a good balance sheet and in the long term will always be good companies however for Square out it's the same thing one they don't pay dividends but it's, and it's a growth focused uh, company which is something that i still am interested in because i think square is going to be very important for small businesses especially in the u.s which small businesses make up about 50 percent of the gdp of the u.s which means that small businesses is a huge market and square's focus is on small businesses to be the payment payment platform for those small businesses so i believe that square has a future has a massive future ahead of it however for right now, I'm focusing on my dividend portfolio as far as my Robinhood portfolio to be strictly, strictly focused on ETFs. And so that's why I set up another limit sell order on Square. When the market was doing its booming rises, I was able to capitalize on it without even knowing. This is the beautiful thing. It is so beautiful when a notification pops up on your phone and says, by the way, you just earned, you just made some money. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know. That's beautiful. And that's what happened with Square. That's what happened with every single one of these. It's also the same thing that happens when I do limit buy orders, when I'm able to buy things at a cheaper rate. Now for ETFs, I don't really do limit buy orders that often. Usually if I liked the price when it was, if I liked it when it was super expensive, I love it when it's super cheap. So for the most part, I dollar cost average my way through uh, buying more ETFs, but I just like, I. The ETFs I like is the ETFs I buy. So I just keep buying those on a regular basis. And then the other thing that happened was I got that free money. I got that free. I'm just kidding. I didn't get free money, but I got paid dividends from Ally and I got paid dividends from NRZ, which as you guys know, I've sold out of M NRZ, but because I had this NRZ, NRZ share when they announced their dividend and when before their X date, which is the hold by date and you, you get paid if you hold the dividend by a certain time. I had it then and so I got 10 cents from NRZ and 76 cents from Ally. Now, you may look at that and be like, what is 86 cents? 86 cents is nothing. However, comma, I didn't do anything. Think about that. I didn't I didn't go like work for a certain amount of time to do anything. I literally was at home and yesterday morning, two notifications showed up on my phone and said, you've been paid a dividend by NRZ. You've been paid a dividend by Ally Financial. And I was like, cool. Like, I didn't do anything. All I did was put my money in an account, <laughs> use some of my disposable income that would have otherwise gone to maybe fast food or restaurant or something like that, rather than doing that or gone towards something useless that I would buy one time and not use. Instead of doing that, I put it into the market and I was able to make more money, uh, like actual money, which I, I could then reinvest back into the portfolio and keep doing that. So that's basically my portfolio uh, breakdown as a whole. Uh, right now we're sitting at about $726.85. That's gonna keep going up. Um, and if you want to take a look at as far as my Robinhood portfolio, what it looks like when you look at um, everything that it looks like to this point in time in this day and age, uh, it's it's looking pretty good in all honesty. Like I'm I'm growing this thing. It's gonna keep growing. Uh, got it. Got it. It's gonna keep growing and I'm enjoying the fact that I just keep seeing the annual income keep growing and I also love the fact that it's not costing me more to keep investing. So I've put in, of my own money, I've put in about $759, but when you compare it to the market value of my account right now, I've made $92. 
which is crazy to think about. Now, most of that comes from me invested in Microsoft. And unfortunately, I'm probably going to sell out of Microsoft here in the sh in the future. I don't want to because Microsoft is my baby, but uh, it's redundant. But yeah, so it's just good to like put in minimum. You put in less money. You buy when it's cheap and you're when you buy when it's cheap, things are just much better for you. Things are just so much better for you when you buy when it's cheap. That way you're not worried about it. It's like that's why for me, when I look at the stock market going down, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want the stock market to go down. I think the stock market is overvalued and I want it to kind of crash a little bit. However, I don't want people people to lose jobs and all that kind of stuff, because when the stock market loses value, there's other things that can happen. So as a selfish thing for me is like if the stock market loses value, I can put more money in. But it's not just about me. There's a whole lot of other people that um, that their lives also are and their uh, everything's at stake. So that's something else to think about. I need to take out this since I just sold it. But anyway, that's it for my Robinhood portfolio. If you take a quick look at and if you look at the the my scale of like my graph of how I'm doing so far, I mean, I'm doing decent. I'm not doing the best or not doing the worst, but however, I am doing pretty decent as far as everything goes. Uh, I've made 86 cents or to to year to date, I've made a dollar and 52 cents which is close to what I made all of last year, which was $2 from dividends. So I'm going to keep, that's going to keep growing. That's going to keep growing year over year and it should continue to be better and better and better. So, all right. So taking a look at my M1 portfolio, it's basically the same story for the most part. Uh, things are doing, I've been doing pretty well for me, but yeah, I've just kept on buying. Um, one thing that I did add in here and you notice, let's go into my holdings real quick. You will notice it's a lot smaller. We've reduced our positions from 16 companies down to 10. And the main reason for that is, I believe I talked about it the last time that I talked about um, this M1 finance portfolio was, I wanted to see more bang for my buck as far as my investments. So I wanted to reduce the number of companies that I invested in and increase my positions in some companies that I really, truly, truly believe in. So. Uh, so let's go. If we go to activities real quick, we'll see. This was about two weeks ago. I did a bunch of sells and a bunch of buys. So I sold out of JP Morgan, Bank of America, PNG, Johnson and Johnson, Visa, Nextera Energy, 3M, and Duke. And I took all of those monies and used it to buy. Used it towards Apple, Microsoft's uh, Southern Company. Those were the companies that I directly took all that money bought into. And I said, every two weeks, we'll do a $40 deposit and we're going to buy into it. So that's what I did. And I shifted my positions around a little bit and added Pepsi into the mix. And uh, that's why I now have 10 holdings in total. And it's going to look like this for a while. It's going to look these 10 companies are going to be the staple of my entire portfolio in the future. I'll add more and more into it. But for right now, these are the companies that I'm going to be riding with uh, moving into the future because I want to continue to actually get dividends and actually get some uh, see some payments out of this. Well, not really payments, but really, I just want to see more bang for my bucks so my dollar can do more. It's a lot better to get one share of something than it is to get like have 30 different companies at less than 0.1 share of it. So that's the reason why I switched up the way that I ordered my portfolio. If you take a look at the Excel spreadsheet, it shows the whole thing. Even when I did that, my dividends actually ended up increasing 
because of how now I have more of a position in so many different companies. And then the other thing that happened, excuse me for that noise. The other good thing that happened when I did this was I got paid some dividends from Apple. I don't even own Apple devices and I don't pay for Apple stuff. Apple pays me. It's wonderful. It's such a wonderful feeling for companies to be paying you instead of you to be paying them. But anyway, Apple paid me dividends. This, uh, if we go to activity, I got paid dividends of 13 cents from Apple. I got paid dividends of three cents from, uh, Costco. I got paid eight cents dividends from NRZ PNG. Oh man, this is a lot more than I expected. PNG paid me 19 cents and Realty Income Corp paid me 28 cents. So all of this, I, I didn't even know that some of these had come in because I didn't get the notification on my phone. So in this month, I've made a pretty decent penny from, 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 uh, from the investments that I've made. It's actually been almost as much as my entire, uh, more, probably more than what I have in, in my Robin Hood, which is pretty cool. Probably not. Nah, I can't do math in my head right now. It's too many numbers, but that's pretty cool. So it's, the whole thing is like, this, as, as you guys know, the portfolio, the whole point of the portfolio is to be able to build this to a point where I can get an ad, a passive income. So far, I've earned $1.60, which people can laugh at. Yes, it's not like it's a lot of money. Of course not. It's not a lot of money. It's not, you can only like maybe buy bubblegum with this thing. But at the same time, it's not about now. It's about into the future when you keep investing and putting more money into your portfolio and building your portfolio and doing what you know you ought to do so that you can keep growing it. So anyway, the main thing for this uh, portfolio is I'm going to keep focusing on these companies. I have a couple of other companies that I'm going to be looking for some other industries that I'll be looking at and paying attention to, but I'm not necessarily going to be putting that into the portfolio yet. I want these to grow to a certain level before I start spreading out and trying to invest into other corporations. I want to take the dividends I make from this and then use that to invest moving on. But anyway, this is all I have. Oh, my bad. Yeah, as you can see, even though I sold out of Disney in my Robin Hood, I have Disney in my N1 Finance because I truly believe in the Disney Corporation. And so that's why I still have it on here. Um, it's going to be so painful when I have to sell out of Microsoft and in, in, in Robin Hood. But I don't want to. I really don't want to, but I probably should. I really, I probably really, really should. But anyway, so that's that for that one. Let's... That's it for the most part. If you have any questions about this portfolio or any questions about why I make some of the moves that I make, hit me up on Instagram at Kelechi Waba. Hit me up on Twitter or just put your questions down below if you're watching this on the YouTubes. All right, cool. So that's it for the portfolio update. It was a lot to get to, a lot to cover. If you didn't really care about my portfolio update, I apologize for that. I just feel like I should update y'all every once in a while. If I'm actually doing the things that I say that I, that I keep telling y'all to do, I think it's good for y'all to know the moves that I'm making as well. However, do your own research. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy on the internet who sits at home and makes podcasts and videos about what he's doing on the markets. 